0: You cover it up It seems like no one is in Welcome to When Survival Looks Like Success, Season 2. And if you haven't joined me before, then welcome. And you might notice something a little bit different. Season 1 was done all audio, so you had to perfect the art of listening. But Season 2, I got a lot of requests for a video, and I don't know why. Well, I know why, but (laughs) I got a lot of requests for video. And so it's really exciting to be here in this new room, this new studio, new producer. Uh, My new producer is Tommy from Probably Awesome Records. And so I may have him pop on every once in a while. He's probably shaking his head, but I'm not looking at him. I'm just going to assume that at some point I may drag him on because I like to drag people on. And season two, our first episode is about... Well, it's a reintroduction. So if you haven't listened to season one, I want to give you a little backstory about what we're all about. And if you have listened to season one, I want you to kind of come into where we're at now. Months have passed. Things have changed. And this is the reintroduction during, I would say, maybe one, two, three, I don't know. I've had like five mental breakdowns this week. so. (laughs) That's what we're coming back into. So the day I was supposed to record episode one of season two, it was a hard, hard day. I let myself down. Other people let me down. There were disappointments, rude customers, people not responding about banking questions, which I still don't have answered, people not responding, period, there was traffic. There was accidents. There was a freaking oil spill, like a whole tanker like spilled over and all this oil went all over the freeway and I was just trapped. There was a total lack of respect, lack of judgment. I-, I saw hatred and cruelty and, oh my God, so much animal cruelty. And there were people in need and people dying and people suffering. And I am suffering. I was suffering. So how the fuck are we supposed to survive this? How do you ever succeed when you can't get out of survival mode, when every day, every minute is something you are bearing, something you can't cope with, but you do because the emotional sensitivity that you had as a child is now gone, whittled away over years and years, leaving you cold, robotic, and jaded. And welcome to season two of When Survival Looks Like Success. Phrases... I have heard personally over the last several weeks. You seem so confident. You look so put together. How do you get everything accomplished? You do so much. I admire you. You're the kind of woman I aspire to be like. You are such an inspiration. And with every one of those statements, these beautiful, wonderful, heartfelt statements coming from from people I know, people I network with, clients, customers, friends, I find myself just looking out into the distance. Stoically. Because no one sees the girl that can't get out of bed petrified to face her day. Like, just watching repeat after repeat of whatever mind-numbing show I can muster up, like, face buried in the covers, dreading, tapping, tapping my fingers, aimlessly scrolling on social media, trying to figure out how I don't have to go in or go do whatever it is I'm supposed to do that day. No one sees that girl. And that's the girl I've been my whole life. And it's the kind of woman I became. No one sees that girl. They get so rattled that she can't eat or she can't work out. And she has to reschedule because she is just crippled. She's falling apart. They don't see the hours and hours of effort I put forth just trying to become who I think I could be. The face. They see the face and think that's my soul. That's who I am. Sometimes... I just want to burn it all down. Burn it all the fuck down. I fantasize often, sometimes all day, about moving out to the woods and never working again, embracing my inner domesticity, walking naked outside through the field and just living, just existing. When and why did living become so hard? Honestly, most of the time I feel like a spoiled rotten child for for suffering the way I do. It's weird. Like I feel such guilt and shame for, for being in pain, being in emotional pain, being in a mental pain. I have running water, I have heat, I own my own business, I have luxuries I count my blessings. Every day I feel an overwhelming amount of gratitude. I never have to make one of those gratitude journals where you've got to focus on that because I feel such gratitude on a daily basis. So the irony of having a life that others want and still feeling the way I do internally is crippling. It is crippling to my ethics. It is crippling to my morals. But when you're suffering, when you're struggling, you can't help it. It just is. It just exists. It is a state of mind that you can attempt so very hard to alter, but sometimes you must just accept. So, what do you do with that state of uneasiness? The unsettling, the unnerving feelings? I used to drink, I used to fantasize. I used to get lost in what wasn't, to escape what was. I've coined myself multiple times an escape artist. But nowadays, I just feel unsettled. I feel uncomfortable. And I sit with it. I sit in total discomfort, stewing, processing, letting... The negativity, letting the depression just wash over me, bathed in it, bathed in like what feels like a weight of like blood and molasses and mud and all these like thick like liquids that you can think of. It just that's what it feels like on a daily basis. And the obligations I feel to step up, be a better businesswoman, a healer, a provider, a networking guru. These obligations are all things I have cultivated and developed a reputation for. And I'm proud of them. I am proud as hell of them. And one of the things I talk about a lot, I've said it the last season, I say it to friends, I say it to family, is you can 100% want to escape a life that you have created, a beautiful life, a life you're proud of, a life with rewards and accolades When is enough enough, though? In season one, we touched a lot on a variety of topics, but at the root of the podcast, at the root of all of this, was that being an entrepreneur with a mental illness is just damn hard. So often we're in survival mode. And when you are the one that's manifesting your own destiny, when you have the steering wheel and you're in control and you're in charge, you feel the pressure in a big, big way. I found myself over the years compromising away my moxie to some degree. I used to be more argumentative, more confrontational, I used to fight the battles. I used to fight the wars. And little by little, I found myself becoming more agreeable, more passive, more manipulative in how to handle people simply because I became so tired of fighting. When I opened my business and started working there, I felt blissful, grateful. There was a light, a sense of ease. And I thought to myself, I hope this feeling lasts forever. I remember it. I remember that level of happiness. It's the same kind of fantastic lies we tell ourselves when we say, I'll be happy when. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our feelings alone, if our passions could manifest into currency? Most of the time I feel, and I'm fairly convinced, The system exists to break us down, to be more compliant, to be more obedient, to not question authority, to not make us second-guess ourselves, or anyone else for that matter. The system doesn't want us to unite. They don't want us to think outside the box or think for ourselves or, God forbid, learn about others in a more human manner. So where does this leave this podcast? Well... It's a space for people to share their stories, their wins, their losses. Season two is a continuation of what we started, having conversations about the things we're just not talking enough about, like my recent mental breakdown that felt so raw. It's hard to admit when you know friends are listening. It's hard to admit when you know family is listening or clients and that it's going to affect your business, that everything you say in the public eye can be put out there, put on blast, and used against you in the worst kind of way. But if we don't talk about stuff like this, if we don't have respectful conversations, if we don't open those doors, then what happens? We become obedient and get lost in the mix. So we're going to be talking about friendships and love and loss. We're going to be talking about incarcerations, unfair incarcerations, divorce, growing up without parents, We're going to have guests on that have defied the odds, become successful, had to start over again and again. We're going to rewrite the narratives that we've been fed. Our goal remains the same, and I hope our reach keeps expanding. Since my mental breakdown the other day, mental breakdown number four or whatever it was, I found out we're in the running again for our Detroit Best of Detroit 2023 second year in a row last year we placed our very first year and in fact all of my businesses endeavors and myself have been nominated for best of detroit 2023 you work towards these things and feel excited and then the day arrives and the appeal the win it feels so temporary And it slips through your fingers. But just because it feels temporary, I'm not going to stop going for these feats. But knowing that there won't be the I'll be so happy when gives you a different perspective, a different opportunity to change your daily life and the quality of your life. Because moments of happiness are fleeting. And so there needs to be more. We've grown up with this mindset and thinking it's acceptable to work 30 years in an industry just to get three weeks of vacation. I'm not living for that. Who actually is? I've eliminated my long-term goals for my life. My goal is just to get by with as much sanity as I can muster and experience true moments of bliss along the way. I had enough emotional slaughters on the phone this week. (laughs) Bliss was not something coming easy, but there were still moments of it, still moments of light and love and friendship and community amidst everything because I've been going through it. Running a business when you are in a perpetual state of burnout is brutal, but you are not alone. And that is the biggest message I hope our little old grassroots podcast pulls up for you. Because as you're crying, looking over your monthly bills, so is someone else. And as you're celebrating a big win and you're more excited than anybody around you, someone else is too. I hope you make listening to our podcast a regular part of your month. When you're commuting to work or out walking the dog or when you feel the need to just relate. Season two is going to be bigger and better than ever. Be kind to each other and yourself. We all need it. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at when survival looks like success. We got rid of the TikTok because it didn't bring me joy that's it. (laughs) So you can still follow us on Facebook and Instagram again at when survival looks like success. Change can be overwhelming, but now you'll get to see my many varied facial expressions and tap in in a whole different way. This season, no matter what platform you are on, please make sure to subscribe and rate our podcast so we can keep evolving, growing, and reaching the masses. And we want to hear from you. What are some topics that you feel need more discussion, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and mental health? We want to hear about your feedback about this episode, how you relate. And if you're a hater, get the fuck off the page. Get real. Ain't got no time for that. Nobody does. We can't all afford therapy. And sometimes we just want to feel heard and understood. I hear you and I will do my damnedest to understand you. So take care, my friends. Until next time.